You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Born apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Angelica. Blessed day. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hello. Blessed day. All right. Blessed be the fruits. Today we are breaking down episode eight of The Handmaid's Tale entitled Motherland. Um, so just to give you guys a quick recap, um, we're kicking off from the previous episode where June helps Serena give birth to her son Noah. And then Noah gets taken away by child services and Serena is held uh, by immigration. <laughs> since, <clears throat> excuse me. Since she's no longer under the protection of the Wheelers. Um, so we kind of leave off well start where we left off um what were your thoughts on this episode a lot happened a lot happened yes it was very emotional some of my i'm gonna go ahead and put this out there i think some of my favorite uh scenes of the whole series were in this episode okay you're gonna have to... because you know i'm not a fan i'm not a fan of gilead no. so you might can figure out some of the scenes you're gonna have to so... tell me once i get to it just just like cut me off real quick i'm like this is the scene this is my favorite one because <laughs> i'm like wait angelica's this one is this one <laughs> yeah, i'm interested <laughs> to see um what what scenes you really enjoyed i like this episode a lot happened a lot of developments um and you know we finally got some define plans on new bethlehem because i i've been saying this whole time like what is lawrence talking Finally, about yeah <laughs> so i'm <just> glad <laughs> to see that come to fruition um but yeah let's get into it so june you know she's the queen of flashbacks she's always daydreaming she has flashbacks of um, making pancakes with hannah while she's cooking dinner um, she seems pretty distracted, but then she snaps back to reality when she hears a car horn blaring outside. Um, Luke, Moira, and Rita are also pitching in helping with dinner. <clears throat> so everybody's there. It's just kind of like doing their thing. And they receive a call from the immigration detention center. It's Serena, and apparently she's been blowing them up. Um, Luke ignores her call, and Rita also says that Serena has been calling her like at least half a dozen times. Um, then they asked June if she's talked to Serena at all. And she's like, no, I haven't talked to her since the hospital. Moira, of course, is wondering, like, why would she even reach out to us? Why would she think that any of us would advocate for her? And then Luke takes the extra step by saying, you know, he doesn't even know why June helped Serena. Um, and June is like, it wasn't about Serena. It was about her son. Like, she wasn't going to let a newborn die in the woods. Um, so they continue to hear horns come from cars. So at this point, like when I first saw the episode, I thought it was just like one car horn, like one car, you know, crazy driver outside. Apparently there's a whole protest going on. Um, it's basically Canadians who are basically over Americans being refugees in their countries, like the same old, same old that we have here where people have issues with immigrants. 
um, you know, taking their jobs. So there's like, you know, America, go home and go back to your country. Although they fail to realize that like they don't have a country to go back to. Right. <laughs> like, re- relax. Um, so Luke is like, you know, I wonder if this will get better at Erfel ends. And June's like, it's just going to get worse. So after this, you know, big old protest, um, it starts to like dwindle down. So uh, June, Mo- Moira and Luke start to scrub graffiti off their sidewalks. One of the, one of the you know, graffiti left behind was Americans go home. Um, and Luke notices that Moira and June are better at, uh, at cleaning this graffiti off than he is. And June tells him like, oh, you know, we used to clean blood off the wall all the time. <laughs> so I was like, that's morbid. <laughs> Um, and you know, yep. a few protesters are walking by and they start screaming at them to go home and then a truck almost runs them over. So Luke is wondering like what happened, you know, when he first got to Canada, everybody, op- you know, welcomed them with open arms. And then Moria was like, well, when I got here, remember she got there a little bit after him, you know, she, she could tell that even though they were polite to her, they were annoyed with her presence. Um, so Luke is just like, you know all this is happening, maybe we should leave Canada and live somewhere else, you know, Alaska, Hawaii, even Europe. And June isn't really a fan of this because that would take them further away from Hannah. And then they get a call from Commander Lawrence. So I will stop there for your thoughts on that tidbit. Yeah, I didn't have much on this one except for I was just so scared for them because I didn't think about that repercussions of it. I just thought about the fact of, you know, we saw something happen different between Serena and June. So I was thinking, well, maybe she's going to try to do something. You know, maybe Luke doesn't quite understand, but he does. So I just kind of expected that more than, okay, now this could be a threat to their life. Nicole is in the house. So, you know, people are losing it, but you know, they don't always show us like, what do the Canadian people, what do the Canadians think? What do Canadian people think about these people that don't, you made a good point. They don't have anywhere to go. Like where are they supposed to go? So what, but what do they think about these, you know, essentially being immigrants coming into Canada, you know, there's this whole, basically, if you're just running from Gilead, maybe you still believe in Gilead a little bit and they're all in Canada. So it's, it's just, it's kind of like, well, what does everybody think? You know, and they don't show us that all the time about people that feel a certain type of way about them being there and, and you know, the, how much is on tele, how much is televised and how much they're changing up stuff and what they can get away with. It's, it's crazy that you don't think about it that way, but yeah. And when that truck came by, I was just, I was like, Oh no, Oh no. I just thought something was going to come flying out. Something was going to explode something. Cause you never know on this show, but yeah, it was just that I was just nervous. That whole scene, I was just nervous. I didn't have much except for I was just on the edge of my seat, like, oh god, what is gonna happen? Because it's way too much noise going on. Right. And like so far the protests that we've seen have been, you know, Gilead refugees having issues with the people that support Gilead right. in Canada. Although I do have a question in my mind, like, how do they know that they're American refugees. Ooh, like it's not like a there's a question. sign on their yeah. forehead <laughs> that says like we're Americans. Maybe because um, June is so public. I don't like know, but that's a good question though. Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. But I was like, how do they know this neighborhood has American refugees? Or maybe there's like you know almost like you have yeah, Chinatown yeah, 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 or probably, you have, like, you yeah. have sections. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's true because they live in little little America. Well, they yeah. used to. So yeah, maybe there's that that area sectioned off for um, American refugees. But yeah, I was just like, hmm, interesting. The Canadians who are supposed to be oh so friendly <laughs> right. are <laughs> fed up <laughs> with the Americans. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, so next we see uh, Commander Lawrence, and he's with Nick meeting with other commanders. Um, <clears throat> Lawrence thinks it's kind of embarrassing that they run a country where people are constantly trying to escape. Nick adds that it weakens their nation and complicates their relationships with Canada and abroad. Um, and Lawrence notes that, you know, Canada is sick of the Gilead refugees. They're tired of paying for them. And as a result, Lawrence has come up with New Bethlehem, which is the town that they're in. It's basically an island um, and it's going to be like a modernized place where Gilead refugees can live. Um, Those that have escaped will be granted amnesty and then they'll also be reunited with long lost family members and friends. So, I mean, sounds like a good idea to me. The other commanders don't think it's such a great idea to allow back what they consider to be heretics. And they're also concerned with the people in Gilead proper will think of, you know, this new town. Lawrence thinks like, well, you know, (laughs) we don't exactly have free press in Gilead. They're not going to know for a while. And, you know, having new Bethlehem will essentially neutralize any threats to Gilead from within. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. It'll essentially get rid of all these Mayday outposts because obviously being somewhere that's less rigid where you're allowed to live on your own um, and, you know, where you can be reunited with your family, that's a lot more attractive than having this heroine escape to Canada. So Lawrence asked the new commanders to mull it over as um, Lawrence is going to end up taking a trip to Toronto to visit with some refugees. He plans on having about 100 people to start in New Bethlehem. Um, So pausing there for your thoughts on us finally kind of getting an idea of what New Bethlehem is all yeah, about. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he finally told us what is this whole New Bethlehem? Is it something else crazy? It, sa- it, it sounds good. For Gilead, it sounds good on paper. Looks great. The houses look great. You know, very scenic and all that kind of stuff. But I'm still, I'm still, Gilead is still in charge. So I'm thinking, I, can you really control all of this, Commander Lawrence? Like all this stuff you're laying out, everything that you're saying, is this really going to happen? Like, should we believe you or not? So that skeptic is still in the back of my right, head. Right. But hey, it sounds nice for Gilead. Yeah, it to be able to, you know, families have their own little little space there's not a lot of control you know reading books like hey why don't we let people read books you know why is it a novelty in Gilead but at least they have an area where they do that and and the, the one thing though I did enjoy about this scene is the other commanders be put being put in check I love that because you never get to see them offhand scared you know without um what was his name is it is it putting it was it what's the commander that they killed in the last one Putnam. Putnam. Yeah, without Commander, Commander Putnam, Putnam yeah. I feel like they kind of just follow whoever, you know, like little ducks just following whoever's going to have the most power that way. And I kind of I kind of like them having to, you know, bow down to Lawrence and Nick in a sense, you know, where, you know, you know, Lawrence and Nick, you know, they have their stuff with them, too, because they're still probably Gilead. But they have this certain, you know, they're going to inevitably do the right thing, you know, in their own way. So I like having to see the commanders like, ooh, well, what if I get what if I'm the next one that's out like that? So. I got to go along. I got to at least listen to what he's saying. So and you can tell he was enjoying that a little bit too. Like now they have this threat about him. Like everybody's kind of, kind of scared. So that was interesting to see that play out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, So, <clears throat> you know, the call that June received earlier is uh, a call from Lawrence, who at this point is now in Toronto. Um, They take a walk and June wants to know about Hannah because he called her saying, I have news about Hannah. But Lawrence needs to tell her something first. You know, 
He tells her that Gilead did something right. They're finally having babies naturally. The birth rate is going up. Up. He notes, no, he used Gilead's religious zealous as a vehicle to heal the world, but he underestimated their depravity. Um, so this is kind of one of the first times we hear him saying, like, I picked the wrong team. I mean, the right thing was done, but I, I, I chose crazy people <laughs> to, to move this forward. Um, however, now that they've obtained some success, they can afford to let up a bit on the rigidity of their laws. So June asked at this point, okay, well, does that mean that you're going to let Hannah come home? Like, want to let her out? And he's like, no, I can help you with that, but I can let you in. And he offers her a place in New Bethlehem. Um, you know, there won't be any handmaids. There's not going to be any hangings. They can even read books. You know, like I said earlier, they'll receive amnesty. They'll be able to run their own households with their children living with them. You know, something that's unheard of in Gilead. It's an opportunity to for June to be reunited with her daughter. Um, and he tells her like that can happen once Hannah becomes head of her own household. So June's like, well, does that mean she's going to get married soon? And Lawrence is like, you know, it's, it's Gilead, you know, eventually they're going, they're all going to get married. Um, so Lawrence tells, uh, June that he can bring Hannah to New Bethlehem and she can bring her family and have a life there. And June's just like, well, how can you assure us that we'll be safe and Lawrence tells her, like, look, and this is Lawrence has some good lines this episode, but he's like, I've been grooming Nick, not sexually. And <laughs> he's he's fully on board to support, you know, support this. And, you know, he's always had your back. You're going to be in good hands. So he gives June a phone to call him and basically come back to him with the decision. So <laughs> I'm going to stop there. What do you think about? I know you've been firmly against June returning back to Gilead, but what do you think about her possibly going back to New Bethlehem? This is actually, I was going to stop you, but I, cause I don't believe he comes back at any point. I, I don't know if there's another, is there another June and Lawrence thing in this episode? I'm trying to remember. Yes. They have another probably, meeting later on. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to wait then. I think, it, I think that's the one, but yeah, I, I'm worried for, I was definitely worried in this scene for June cause we keep saying it. it sounds really good on paper. I see where Lawrence is trying to go. You know, he was one of the architects, so he's trying, but something just, it still doesn't feel quite right. But, you know, as soon as June hears Hannah, it's all, it's a wrap. Yeah. You know, understandably as a mom. So, yeah, it just, it was just a lot of worry for me in the scene for yeah, her. I agree. So June goes back home. She discusses uh, Lawrence's offer with Luke. Luke is clearly firmly against it. Um, June reassures them, like, you know, if they move to New Bethlehem, the eyes of the world will be on them. They'll be safe. Um, and Lawrence is trying to even use this opportunity of, of creating New Bethlehem to get Gilead into the UN. So with them being a part of the UN, obviously there's going to be, you know, standards that they have to live by for just, just to be, you know, humanitarian <laughs> like you can't have right. handmaids and raping people and doing all this crazy stuff uh, if you're going to be part of the UN so all of this is good right as far as June's concerned um Luke doesn't really care about that and he's just like why didn't you shut this down and she's like look I'm only considering this because he brought up Hannah and Luke is like it's too good to be true I don't really believe it you know the people in Gilead are monsters are trying to marry our 12 year old daughter to some old man and then June's like well that's another reason why we should be closer to her and he's just like, nope, nope, 
nope, not happening. So June's like, oh, what do, what do you expect to happen then? Like, you think you're going to get help from Tuelo and the American government? They haven't come through for us. But, you know, Lawrence has come through for me. And Luke is like, you trust Lawrence, the Nazi? <laughs> that line cracked me up. Um, so June's like, look, um, he helped get Nicole and Emily out, you know, he let Mayday into his home. He helped with Angel's flight. He helped deliver Fred to them. You know, he stuck his net out, his neck out over and over and it's never benefited him. So she considers Lawrence a friend and Luke is pretty horrified that she considers the architect of Gilead her friend. Um, and then he brings up the fact that Serena tortured her, tortured her, participated in her rape, kidnapped her child, and yet she still wants to like save her life. And he hates what Gilead has done to her and to their family. And he tells June, you know, emotions are clearly clouding your judgment. And June's like, you don't understand. Like, look at what you did to Serena and her baby. And Luke is like, I did it to keep Serena away from you. Um, so, you know, he asked he asked her if he if she could just allow him to protect her for once. And June's like, I don't need your protection. Hannah does. So I'll stop there. Mm, that was the line right there. When he he had that look on his face, Luke needed another hug for this whole segment. And she was she was just like, Yeah, I don't need your protection. And that <laughs> whole silent moment, I was like, Oh, all right, okay. She didn't put her foot down on this one. She said, yeah, you need to go get Hannah. But, you know, I didn't have too much to add to the scene, Angelica, but I wanted to know what you thought because, you know, there's always this, this gloom of Gilead, right? But, you know, as a mom, and they talk about the mama bear factor, shouldn't she go, shouldn't she do whatever she can for Hannah? Or what do you think? See, that's hard because, I mean, like, I only have one child. So mm-hmm. I feel like if... I were put in June's position, I probably would take Lawrence up on his offer to Uh move to New Bethlehem, even knowing that I could possibly be trapped in Gilead. Um, But I I, am kind of understanding Luke's side of things because it's not just about Hannah, like Nicole is there too. So, you know, like if she goes, if she goes to be with Hannah, she in a sense abandons Nicole and like you said, it's just not safe. Like you can't really trust anything that Gilead promises. They're known to be, you know, cruel and they hang people for the smallest things. And it's just not, you know, she, she's endured a lot. So I don't know. I I, I can also, you know, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a tough position to be in. So I feel yeah, for June yeah. and I also feel for Luke. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. I, I just I was so curious to know what you thought, because this whole scene just tortured me. I, I was thinking, what do you do? And I'm not even a parent. I'm, I'm just I just I hate it for her. She's just put in so many uncomfortable positions. I just I don't even know how you make that decision. Yeah, I mean, I probably would honestly put more fire underneath a Tuello's ass to get something mm, done, yeah, like get yeah, yeah, my yeah. child. That's the best thing, right? Not right. You know, me going back into you know into the enemy's home to 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 hopefully be reunited with my child. Like, nah, y'all need to mm. rescue my baby so I can be here with both my kids. So right, we'll, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's that. So um, that night, uh, June comforts a crying Nicole. You know, she can't sleep due to the protesters outside. So June sings a song to Nicole that she used to sing to Hannah. I'll be your mirror by the Velvet Underground. 
Um, of course, June flashes back to her times with Hannah and Luke watches as June sings to Nicole, who eventually falls asleep. And June whispers to a sleeping Nicole, you know, she tells her she wants her to know her big sister who has the biggest heart and who would love her so much. And then her mind flashes to all the t- interactions with Hannah and Gilead up until the last time she saw her, which wasn't a good moment because Hannah was scared of her. Um, so she ends up falling asleep in bed with Nicole and then she wakes up the next morning and Nicole isn't there. So she goes downstairs to see, you know, where she is. Then Luke is meeting with Tuella. Uh, Luke tells her Nicole is with Moira at music class. So all is well there. And then Tuella is there to talk to them about Lawrence. Uh, apparently he's been making rounds with the refugees. So Tuella is behind them, you know, meeting with those same people, uh, making sure they don't take him uh take take on his offer so he tells june specifically like if you go to new bethlehem you know that's not going to be good you're a symbol for the resistance so if you go others will follow you know and if she returns she risks things changing she risks them going from oh it's going to be like modern and you can do what you want to like up oh, nope rules back on you're going to be a handmaid again like it's it's a big risk um and obviously Lawrence is looking to destroy America for good and June's like I don't care about all that you know we got captured trying to get information for you have you done anything with it and Tuella tells her like yeah it's classified and June's like no don't give me that crap like what's going on so he tells her the American government has been planning military action against Gilead for quite some time but he can't divulge divulge any further information um and at this point he also doesn't know where hannah is or where her school is so she's just like okay so you came here and offer and are offering me nothing and lawrence came to me and offered me hannah um so Tuella's like look just just give us some more time just trust your country and she's just like what country and she leaves um so then, you know, kind of the same question you asked me, she asked Rita for advice on what she should do. And Rita tells her, like, she would never go back to Gilead, but she also doesn't have a child. You know, she did have a son, but he died. So she was like, look, if my son were still in this world, there wouldn't be anything that I would that I wouldn't do to see him again. So this kind of reassures June that maybe going back to New Bethlehem isn't such a bad idea. So I will stop there for your thoughts on um, I guess the scene with Hannah or scene with Nicole and, you know, Luke and Tuello meeting with June and Rita's reassurance uh, to June. That that scene with Nicole was so cute. I, I, I just love those moments where she can have those uh, little just little, you know, just like little glimpses of light because she doesn't have that much in her life. So I thought that was just so cute. And, you know, of course, they got to make us cry at the same time because they brought back the hand of where she was kind of singing to her. Mm-hmm. But I did think that whole moment was cute. And I need to look at June's playlist, boy. She goes to them songs. She be she gets, <laughs> she ready with a good song. It could be everything else is, is crashing around her and she'll drop some kind of beat or something. It's just I always thought that was amazing how they mix the music in to these moments. So that that was really cool. That was such a cute scene. So yeah, I'm hoping Nicole gets to meet her big sister one day. We know Angelica, you we know you have all the answers. Cause you read the book, so you know. But I'm 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 just gonna I'm gonna pretend like pretend like we don't know guys. We don't if you haven't read the books yet. So we'll see. We'll see if she gets to meet her big sister one day. But yeah, that scene was so cute. And and I'll just skip down to the Rita moment. I love Rita in these episodes where June has somebody else that that knows about how it was in that household with Serena and somebody she could kind of bounce ideas off of that in a sense is kind of therapy for her in a sense, even though Rita's like, look, I'm trying to get my life together. 
but it, it kind of gives her something to bounce off of because, you know, Maura is a little bit more removed than June is. She mm-hmm. kind of got out at a certain time. So Rita is, I feel, understands, you know, Serena as well because she was locked down in the house as well. So I love anytime they get their little conversations and moments and, and you know, when June is not, of course, pushing her too far because we've seen those moments too. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that. Them sitting on the step and just having like having a mother to mother conversation was was really cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, so speaking of mothers, uh, we see Serena sitting in a corner of the detention center pumping breast milk. She gets a visit from Mrs. Wheeler, who comes to collect milk for Noah. The Wheelers are actually currently fostering Noah, which I guess is good news. He's not like with Child Protective Services. Um, Serena apologizes for what happened in no man's land and for shooting Shaw. You know, she says she's under a lot of pressure on top of dealing with her pregnancy. And Mrs. Wheeler just brushes it off and blames it on hormones. Um, so Mrs. Wheeler tells her like Noah has basically turned their household upside down. He cries all day and night. And Mrs. Wheeler is training him um, using the cry it out method. And Serena suggests that maybe she should pick up Noah and hold him. Mrs. Wheeler is like, that's not how cry it out works. And she's like, it requires a degree of mental toughness. And Serena reminds her coldly that she helped overthrow a country. You know, against all eyes, she had a healthy baby. She doesn't lack mental toughness. Uh, <laughs> so Mrs. Wheeler is like, are you angry with me? And Serena's like, look, Noah's only a month old. He's too young for cry it out. So Mrs. Wheeler is concerned for Serena's mental state. She doesn't think she's well equipped to be a mother right now. And Serena's like, look, Noah came from me. I know what's best for him. And Mrs. Wheeler is just like, okay, well, you're here and I'm not. So it's best I look after Noah. And then she leaves. So um, I'll stop there for that interesting development that the Wheelers now have custody of Noah. Yeah, when they opened up on Serena in there, I was thinking, man, who would imagine Serena in the in the detention center in prison? Like, I, it was just a weird look. It was a weird vibe for me. It was a weird vibe. And then she having to press uh, breast, uh, pump breast milk and she was crying and everything. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's like Orange and the New Black scale, but I was just trying to imagine, like, Serena being locked up and, and what that's like. And, yeah, it was, it was weird for me. It was a weird moment for me, but... I mean, hey, the, the past, the past decision she's made, you know, I mean, you know, it, that's where it, it lands you where it is what it is. So, yeah. but yeah, Miss Willer, she strikes me as a horrible, horrible mother. She, <laughs> remi- I feel, I feel like the kid would grow up, right? She would, she wouldn't let the kid have any sweets, you know, certain friends are allowed to do this. She's using a cried out method. So, you know, maybe he has to be tough, too tough and doesn't get to show his emotion. Then he grows up and does something outrageous, you know, outrageously crazy just to get out of the box, just yeah. to do something to prove something different to her. So, yeah, she strikes me as a, real, you know, step for wife all the way. She strikes me as a mm-hmm. horrible mother. So hopefully um, Serena can get herself together and do something because. Girl, I'm playing. I'm praying for Noah. If that's the if that's the mama he has to have, and and you locked up, and yeah, that's it's just a hot mess. Yeah, it's a lot. And you know, um, Serena's been locked up before, but her prison cells were like basically hotel rooms. So she's mm-hmm. she's really slumming it now. And I mean, 
that breast pump ain't no joke. That thing, you feel like a cow being milked. Um, <laughs> for the little that I, I was did. about to ask. I was gonna say I don't want to get too too detailed, but I was about to ask because that does not look comfortable at all. No, and then I would not be comfortable doing that in a room full of people. Like, let me have some mm. privacy. Let me have a mother's room, but I guess you don't get that that luxury in, in the detention yeah. center. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm not feeling Mrs. Wheeler. I never really have. So uh, a little concerning that she's uh, been given custody, or at least fo- she's fostering Noah. Um, so uh, Mrs. Wheeler is not the only visitor that Serena has. She also gets a visit from Lawrence, um, who ends up telling her that he's convinced the Canadian government to release her into Gilead's custody, um, despite the fact that she's behaved so badly. He's arranged for her to return to the Wheelers, <laughs> which is not where Serena wants to go. She's refusing it. Um, she believes that the Wheelers want to steal Noah. And he says, like, it would be hard for them to do that, considering, she, you know, Noah will most likely be attached to her breasts, breastfeeding. And they're really only letting her back in because Noah, because Noah's been crying so much. So they feel like bringing his mother back will will stop that. And then he's like, OK, now I'm done talking about your breast. <laughs> so another great, <laughs> great Lawrence line. <laughs> Um, so Serena's like, I refuse to be used by the Wheelers. And Lawrence reminds her that they have legal status to care for Noah and Serena does not. Um, so Serena's like, I refuse to live in the same household as, you know, my child's kidnappers to which Lawrence is like, do you have an iron IRD deficiency? (laughs) Like, do you realize what you're saying? Like, isn't that what you did with handmaids? Um, and Serena's like, I don't care. I'm not a handmaid. Like, this gonna be a double standard i don't care so i guess i'll um (laughs) get your thoughts on that yeah lawrence had just money lines in this episode money like like they need to put just get him a line of t-shirts started for for the rest of the season because yeah that was that was funny everything serena was throwing at him he was thinking um okay so what are your options let's lay this out here so you're in this cell right um pumping breast milk you can't see your son so what options did you really think I was getting ready to bring you? So, you know, because he always bursts her bubbles. I still feel like she sometimes has these dream moments. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I can do this. And oh, and maybe what if I move this over here and, and talk to this person? No, girl, you run out of options. This is your list of what you got. You painted yourself into this box, into this corner. So this is what you have to face with. So and she's and she does not do well when she's back to the corner. We already know that mm-hmm. girl just be crying. And she's like, well, who can bail me out and who can do this? So Lawrence is not having none of it. He's like, look, this is what you got. You go take it or what? I'm telling you what the basics are, so you're going to do it. But, I mean, you know, harsh because it's Lawrence. You know, it is what it is. But, I mean, it's facts. What is she going to do? Right. She doesn't have any options. What she got locked up, where your options at? So, hey. Yeah, she's she's SOL. Um, mm-hmm. And so Serena gets another visitor. Um, she gets a visit from June who confirms that um, – well, June asked her, like, did you know anything about New Bethlehem? And Serena's like, yeah, you know, from what I understand, he's been developing in New Bethlehem for years. And then she asked June to help her. She's like, I need someone to advocate for me, you know, f- find me a lawyer or even like a Canadian sponsor that will vouch for me. And June tells her, like, girl, we not friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> we are not friends. And Serena's like, I thought you forgave me. And Serena, and June's like, I never forgave you. <laughs> I remember everything you did. Um, you know, I, And then Serena's like, but you saved my life and my son's life. 
And she's like, yeah, your son was innocent. And despite everything you've done, I turned the other cheek. I guess that makes me a better Christian than you. And I was like, bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> Told her. <laughs> so Serena's like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Um, you know, like, <laughs> I'm I'm lost here. And June's like, go with the whalers, you know? And Serena's like, how can you live with someone that's trying to steal your baby? Mm, that's it, Angelica. June was like, ma'am, do you know who you're talking to? She's like, are you serious right now? And, and Serena's like, yeah, seriously. Like, how did you ever live with me? So June tells her, like, okay, I, if I were you, I would go back, act like a handmaid, but the entire time you are going to be plotting against the Wheelers and planning your revenge. And Serena's like, is that what you did? And June's like, look what happened to Fred. Look where you're sitting now. And she gets up to leave. And Serena asks, like, what would you, what, what would June do if she were Serena? Um, and she tells Serena, like, look, you cannot help your child if you're not with him. And she leaves. So I'll, I'll stop there for, for that, that brief scene with Serena and June. Yeah, that was the moment. That was one of my favorite moments of the entire series because all I could do was think back to season one and we had to watch all these awkward scenes that June had to go through. All these awkward moments for the handmaids in general. Nothing they could say, nothing they could do. You know, Serena, along with some of the commanders, they had most of the control. You know, just the way they can manipulate. And then she's going to say, so how do you live with this? Like, how do you do this? And I'm thinking, so were you not, were you, um, were you not in the house? Do y'all not understand what's going on? It just trips me out how the people that are in control, I think they have most of the power now are coming back and thinking, so, oh, this is what you had to do. So do y'all not know the rules of Gilead either? Are y'all not paying attention? Like we paying attention. So that, that, that got me right there. That was one of my favorite moments because, um, so just, just real quick. One thing that popped into my head was. Mm -hmm. My my grandma was like Jehovah's Witness, real, real religious and everything. You know, like I stayed with her in the summer. So it was church every Sunday, Bible <laughs> study, all that kind of stuff. And whenever she would tell a story or, you know, she was talking about somebody that had did something, they had no business. Or she was like, you know, God don't like ugly. Mm. And God is always right. You know, since there's so much biblical stuff going on in the show. And so that's one thing that popped into my head of just that idea of, you know, how much they talk about the Bible, but the idea of that. God is always watching you. You think you're going to get away with this stuff. It's not going to come back at some point, but it, eventually it's going to get you. Or if you, even if you're not a religious person and you just think, you know, karma and think in the universe, how the universe works, you can put all this energy out there. Think you can get away, treat these handmaids how you want to treat them. Serena, let go, what go down in your household go down and you think it's done. But look, now you a mom. Now you locked up your kid. You're having to. Get your kid away from these these um, parents or these grownups that I know are crazy. Something's definitely wrong with them. Mm -hmm. But it's the same sort of situation you put all the other handmaids in. So it's it's now coming back to haunt you. All the decisions you thought were so great and righteous and Gilead. So what's the problem now? So I think this is so interesting the way these episodes are shaping out and the way they're flipping this on these characters. And it's like, so now you make the decision. You put June through this, through like how many seasons we had to watch this. And now you need to figure out how to get Noah out of the situation. Nobody's going to make it easy. They're not handing you nothing. So how are you going to get your son out of the situation? You know, and she finally asked June how she deals with it. Right. You know, nobody ever, you know, I don't think that was ever a question that goes to June. Nobody ever, you know, really, we know, we know as an audience what she had to go through, how she figured it out. But nobody from that world has said, 
well, you know, well, damn, how hard was it for her in this society? How did she get through everything? So I just, I just love that moment. I'm loving the way this season is just bringing it all the way back. Like you thought you about to get away with this. Let me show you something. So yeah. it's just, it's perfect. It's perfect the way it's working out. Yeah, I love how Serena's getting a taste of her own medicine and the tables mm-hmm. have turned. And she's refusing to do the thing that she put someone else through. So, right. I think this revenge is honestly worse than death. Like, <laughs> I, you know, yeah, right. Yeah, like Fred deserved death and that was his just desserts. But I think putting through putting Serena through even just a little bit of the handmade experience um, is, is the right revenge as far as I'm concerned. Um, so June ends up calling Lawrence and she meets with him. Um, she tells Lawrence that like Luke doesn't trust him. And Lawrence is like, okay, well, what can I do to convince Luke? June's like, I need you to stop Hannah from getting married. And Lawrence is like, look, Gilead is going to Gilead. <laughs> like, she's going to get married. And he tried to, like, water down, you know, Gilead's state-sanctioned rape as an arranged marriage. And June is like, F you. You're sick. And Lawrence actually has a, a moment of reflection. And he says, like, you don't think I know the pain that I've put people through? Um, but I was just trying to save humanity and he admits he would actually take it all back if he wouldn't have to have Gilead on his conscience. Um, you know, he can't stop Hannah from becoming a child bride, but maybe he can stop Nicole from becoming one. Um, because new Bethlehem will be the start of, um, a reform for Gilead, you know, a way for them to modernize it. And he's told her like, you know, plenty of, of nations that were so strict and rigid and religious have modernized and have had reforms. And now it's almost like, you know, everyday life. Um, and June's not really going for it. And he's just like, I, I need to fix this. I need you to help me fix it. If you don't help me, like, I don't know what I'll do with myself. It's like either fix Gilead or kill myself. So clearly, um, the guilt of what he's done to preserve humanity is, is getting to him. Um, so that night June is tending to her garden and her mind wanders to Hannah. Um, and she can almost hear Hannah's laugh. She's interrupted by Luke who has a package for her and it's a tape of Hannah at her school. And, I don't know if Hannah sees the cameraman, but she stops suddenly while she's walking down like this breezeway with her classmates. Um, Luke, uh, June tells Luke that Hannah needs them. They, you know, they, they have to go before something horrible happens to her. And Luke is like, I can't let you go. You know, I feel like if you cross the border, you know, they're going to put you on the wall. And then she's like, well, what do you plan on doing Luke? Like what you've been doing this whole time? Nothing. And it's very clear that those words sting him and she apologizes. And then he's like, I just feel like you're going to leave us and never come back. And she was like, well, I don't have to do that. We can go to Gilead as a family. And he's like, I'm not taking Nicole back. It's not happening. So June tells him then she's going to have to go without them. And Luke is upset. He's like, you know, I don't think we'll ever be enough for you. And she says it. And this is this was a little harsh, um, but I kind of understood her. But I also kind of understand where Luke is coming from. She says, you know, Nicole and Luke will be fine without her but Hannah really needs her um you know she left her behind June broke her promise she abandoned Hannah 
and she has to get back to her and she's just crying. She keeps saying it over and over. I have to get back to her. I have to get back to her. So I'll stop there um, for your thoughts on her meeting with Lawrence and then obviously her later conversation with Luke. So this, this second meeting with uh, Lawrence was my other favorite moment because I don't, I cannot remember when Lawrence has ever said, look, I messed up. I understand that. I know what I did. You know, finally realizing you can't just move human beings around like you want like a little puzzle piece and think they're going to fit in a certain way. So I was so, I was so just, it was like a, it was a relief to hear him just say, look, I messed up. This is how this society, he's one of the main architects. And I was always wondering, is he ever going to say, I shouldn't have done this. He's pressing so hard for New Bethlehem, but why are you doing that? Because you realize there's stuff in Gilead that needs to change. These people are, there's a lot of factions that are out of control that you thought were going to uh, do certain things. Commanders are doing whatever they want. You know, these, the, the society around the handmaids is getting out of control. So it was good to hear him say, look, okay, I have to make this work because I realized what I did. So New Bethlehem is my way of trying to fix this, of trying to do something. So that made it even more a little bit like, okay, well, let's think about, you know, little New Bethlehem a little bit. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still in Gilead, so you still have the apprehension, but it gives him a little bit, of, it gives a little bit of leeway hearing him say, okay, I messed up, which you never hear him. He always has a joke for something. So I feel like you never hear him really admit to that. Yeah. So that was my other favorite moment. As far as Luke and June, I just, it was shots from days from June. And you understand because she's just, she's dealing with a lot. She is never going to let the fact go that she saved, you know, she was saved, essentially saved herself and didn't have her daughter with her. Because that was the whole thing for seasons was, I'm not going to leave Hannah. I can get to Hannah. I'm, I can save Hannah. I know where she is. Even though she doesn't really know who I am anymore, she's grown up. I can get to her. So when she got on that boat, I just knew from the time she got on that boat, from the time she went, but from the time Morris saved her, it was always going to be back in her head. It doesn't matter what Luke says, what any of them says, she has to get Hannah back. She's never going to let it go. And you know, and like I said, you can't, if you're not a parent, you probably don't understand, but it's just, I just feel like that's always going to tug on her. But you know, Angelica, you make a good point. You have another daughter, you know, you have a husband in Canada. So how do you make that decision of who you prioritize more or, you know, is she always going to be so tied to Hannah that everybody, you know, she has to let everything else go, mm-hmm. you know, to be with Hannah. So, I mean, like, like you said before, another tough decision. I mean, this is tough decision. Number two, everything was hit in June in this episode of you have two babies, you have two daughters. How do you balance it all? Cause Nicole can't be forgotten either, but I know it's always going to eat at her that Hannah is in Gilead. So right. what do you do? So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, so Luke ends up showing the tape to Moira. So they're kind of watching it over and over. And, and, and June's like, you know, why are you guys still watching this? Um, Luke is just trying to find some type of clue to locate Hannah. Moira actually believes that they may, there may be metadata on the tape and that will tell them exactly where Hannah is. So she decides it's a good idea to give the tape to Tuella or the CIA so they could decrypt it. They show the tape to Tuello and he says the information will be helpful and they'll do whatever it takes to keep June in Canada. You know, they can't afford to lose any more Americans and he just asked, just, just give him a little bit more time. So um, we also see uh, Nick and Lawrence back in New Bethlehem um, to kind of discuss the success of getting it off the ground. Um, he plans on making political reforms in Gilead in the future and, uh, and, and Nick also asks, is June on board for all of this? And Lawrence thinks, you know, he's convinced her, especially considering that, you know, he's put Hannah on the table. 
Um, and then Lauren shows Nick a house on the island where Nick and, you know, Nick and Rose can raise their family. And he also is like, oh, you can have both the women you love <laughs> all in the same place. Um, not that they live in the same house, but, you know, be in the same neighborhood. Um, and he tells, you know, he tells Nick, like, I need you as an ally and tells him to think about it. So that was pretty brief. But your thoughts on, I guess, Tuello maybe finally having some information and uh, Lawrence's offer to Nick. Yeah, shout out to Maura's CIA detective skills going on there for a minute. She was <laughs> like, ooh, we can, ooh, we can use this tape. Let's get this real quick. You know, when Luke and, um, Luke and June are just losing hope, she's like, ooh, let me, let me try to figure this out. You know, she's tapping into her 007 world or something like that. So I thought that was a cool moment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, cross my fingers, Twello, make it happen. Do something about that. So, um, but yeah, and um, Lawrence, yeah, he making a lot of promises. You know, bro got a long list of promises. He like, you get a car and you get a car. Like, I, I don't I don't know what I, you know, yeah, I'm gonna just cross my fingers for him, Angelica. I don't know what you think, but yeah, he promising a lot of stuff in this new Bethlehem. He is. And then I had another question that came up. It's like, who sent that package to June with Hannah's? you know with the tape with Ooh. Hannah in it and I know like yeah. Tuella was working on it but obviously they gave the tape to Tuella so he wasn't the you know the brains behind that but maybe like Nick you know had a hand in in, in getting that footage of Hannah because I know uh June had talked to him about it she gave him a call mm -hmm. um and asked him about like the wives school so I was I was a little curious about who who delivered that but I mean in any case they yep. they, they they have they have a kind of a lead on Hannah um, so right. Serena ends up returning to the Wheelers, you know, she's taking June's advice and Mr. Wheeler. And I finally figured out who the actor was. Um, his name is, uh, Lucas, <laughs> Lucas Neff. Uh, he's played by Lucas Neff. Okay. Um, he gives Serena permission to speak. I'm like, oh, they really treated her like a handmaid. <laughs> um, and she apologizes for her actions. You know, she says she was rude and she was ungrateful and she takes responsibility for everything that's happened. Um, so Mr. Wheeler forgives her and Serena thanks them for letting her nurse Noah. Um, Mrs. Wheeler makes it clear that Serena is only going to be nursing Noah. Everything else, as far as, you know, the duties of motherhood, Mrs. Wheeler will handle. And she tells Serena she's not fit to be a mother. Maybe not ever. And you can see like Serena clenching her fists and trying to bite her tongue <laughs> and um, she's dismissed. Like they really are treating her like a handmaid. Um, so she heads upstairs when she hears Noah crying and she runs up to his room. She even has to ask permission to go into his room and the nanny that's inside hands Noah to Serena. Uh, you know, Serena's so happy to see her son the nanny says that he's been waiting for her she tearfully holds her son in her arms she tells her she tells him she loves him so much and Noah starts to cry but then once she begins to nurse him he calms down um so I'll stop there for you know uh, Serena's return to the wheelers yeah, I feel, I feel like five seconds felt bad for her when she was crying so hard and you could tell she was just so excited. You know, as any mom, like literally she had the baby and it was like, go time, you getting ready to get locked up, taking a baby. Right. So you can imagine all the emotions she probably felt just being able to see Noah. So, you know, I was happy for her in a moment. Yeah, but she, this is about to be real interesting because, you know, the bad mom of the century, Miss Willer, is... Back in the picture, Mr. Wheeler looking sketch as ever. So, yeah, I don't trust any of these people. So, <laughs> hopefully she going to take enough tips from June. 
Because, yeah, she in that handmaid's life for real. Handmaid like that was, it's insane. Just when her walk, you said she's walking in. She mm-hmm. has to apologize for everything. It's like she just might as well be like the dirt they walk on or something. It's just like, why are you even, why did you even try to grace us with your presence, the way they're acting, the way the Willers are acting, yeah. and having to ask permission to go be with your son just, whoo, couldn't be me. So, yeah. yeah, good luck, good luck. Hopefully she figures it out. Yeah, I'm betting at this point Serena's really regretting turning down Tuella's offer of having her uh-huh. be a refugee. Um, but yeah, she she's made her bed and now she has to lay in it. Um, so at dinner, um, you know, Luke, Moira, and June, they get a call. Luke answers the phone. I'm assuming it's Rita on the other line. Um, and they don't have any news about Hannah, but they're told to continue to wait. June gets antsy and decides to take a walk alone, um, saying, you know, Nicole needs more apples. Um, meanwhile, Tuello has a meeting and calls June um, while she's at the grocery store getting apples for Nicole. He tells her that they found Hannah. Um, there are a lot of moving parts um, involved, but they do have a plan. Shock, June returns the apples to the stand and she knocks a lot of apples over. The store owner helps her and tells her, you know, it's okay. And she ends up hugging. <laughs> She's so excited. She ends up hugging the store owner and she leaves smiling. She runs back home to tell Luke the good news. So she tells Luke and Mora, they found Hannah. They're going to raid her school and get her back. And they all hug Moira, Luke. They all hug and celebrate the fact that they finally have a chance at getting Hannah back. Um, and then the next scene we see is a shot of Hannah who's gardening outside of her new school. Obviously, she takes after her mother. Um, so that's how the episode ends. So your thoughts on those final moments in the episode as a whole. Oh, they were so happy when they found out she could get rescued. I'm just hoping. I hope so. I'm, I'm so skeptical. This show has made me so skeptical. You can't even be happy because you, you're just thinking next episode they're going to have like five things that will go wrong with something. That's that's not gonna plan out, but they I just just shout out to them for them being happy for like ten minutes. I've never seen all three of them in a scene just hugging and smiling and just so excited. So I'm I'm just crossing my I'm just like crossing my fingers on the edge of my seat for the next episode and and hopefully it all works out. But and yeah, Hannah always looking so cute and you're just thinking you know whenever she does get to see her mama again, is it gonna go left like it did the last time? Cause she doesn't remember her. It's been so many years she's been in in Gilead, so. But yeah, it's just, whew, this is, this is, this is going to be a tough one. They, they make it real stressful going into these, into these next episodes for me. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah, we got two more episodes to go and then we'll be done for the season. And then next year is the final season. Um, I enjoyed this episode because like I said, there were so many different developments. I love the fact that we have a hope of Hannah coming back to, to the camp, or not coming back, but being freed of the grip of Gilead. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to stay optimistic, but, you know, as I said, the testaments and is still in Gilead into her teenage years. Um, I mean, yeah. but she's only like, I think she's maybe about 15 or 16 or maybe even a little bit younger. So it's possible that maybe give, you know, Hannah's 12. So maybe they uh-huh. may rescue her. I don't know, but it kind of changes the plot up a bit so i don't know i don't have a feeling this raid isn't going to go very well but you know hope for hoping um and then of course i love the fact that the tables have been turned on serena and she's getting 
a taste of her own medicine and she has to kind of deal with being underneath the wheeler's thumb. Um, so looking forward to seeing, you know, how, how she gets out of it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, right. how, she, how she escapes with her son. Um, and it's, it's weird that I'm almost low key rooting for her, but I think it's because I don't like the wheelers that much. So yeah, right. It's creepy versus creepy. <laughs> yeah. Who you gonna go with? <laughs> Who you gonna go with? You know, the, the, the lesser of two evils. And I think right. honestly yeah. with Gilead not backing her anymore and with Fred dead, you know, the battery mm-hmm. isn't really in Serena's back, especially now that she's a yeah. mother. I think, yep. um, I think she'll soften up a bit, but yeah, this is a really great episode. And uh, I look forward to seeing how the season ends up. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I want to add in oh, one sure, more possible. Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm thinking for the for just for the tape. You guys let us know. This is a question for you guys. Let us know in the comments how you think they got this amazing like information about Hannah on this tape where she's at. But I remember her. I remember her asking Lawrence how she or what does he recommend as far as getting Luke to be on board or Luke is not on board. Yeah. So I was wondering if he maybe sent the tape. If he maybe found something and was trying to, because you remember he went to, uh, he went to Nick and said, "Hey, in about two years, June is definitely gonna be here." I'm like, "Do you know June? Do you really think she, you know, she's gonna come up with something before she just says, okay, all right, let me sign on dotted line. I'm going to New Bethlehem." Um, so I, I figured, I wonder if he sent it, but I don't, I don't know. Think I mean, he it could would, be because that would okay. go against because he wants her to move to New Bethlehem. So if he's giving her a way to locate. Hannah knowing the connections that June has with the American government I think would be counterproductive I still think it's Nick but were it not for the fact that he wanted her in New Bethlehem I do think Lawrence would help yeah yeah hey you know, you I just know. hope, I just hope, whoever sent it, I hope don't get caught, because Lord, <laughs> when they find out who sent right. that tape from Gilead, because I think Hannah got to be the most coveted information on Ed Gilead right now. Right, right. So, yeah, and I'm still wondering what if Jaden's okay. <laughs> Remember Jaden who got like oh flag yeah, <laughs> dang, they haven't said anything about Jaden. Yeah, does he like walk around hobbling like oh god? They don't say nothing about him. Yeah, random thought from me there, but I'm guessing he's okay. He just probably lost a leg. But in any case, um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Jaden. Um, yeah, shout so. Out. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. We'll be back next week to recap episode nine. Um, So, you know, until then, if you guys want to let us know your thoughts at blackgirlnerds.com, you can reach out to us there on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax and Ryan Bennett. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify.